Welcome to the Serve Conscious Podcast, where people and companies can learn the inner game of service and tap into the fullest power of the service opportunity. So join me and let's master the service mindset together and up-level service the world over. And I encourage you to check out my partner, the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness, which is on a mission to help people and companies to incorporate mindfulness into their culture and raise performance, efficiency, general happiness, and everything that we want from going to work. So link is in the show notes for you to go deeper into that as well as the mindful service movement. All right, let's get started. Hey there, welcome. So I thought we'd be talking about stress like forever since it's such a huge factor and deep ocean of self-work that can be done around uh, mastering it. But I feel pretty satisfied after those two episodes. Definitely let me know if you'd like more, if there are stones you'd like me to turn over in the world of managing and mastering stress. I think that's a pretty good start. I know as I let something like that go, all this stuff can easily come to me after the fact so I can really easily return to it. And funny enough, that's what I wanted to talk about today, the art of letting go. It sounds really nice, right? Everyone loves letting go. That's when the party starts, right? When you unburden yourself of things you've been ruminating about. Or how about expectations of how things should be? Expectation is the enemy of happiness. It's one of everyone's favorite trinkets to wear on their, you know, wisdom charm bracelet. And, you know, this is experimentally true. You can give a wine lover a glass of the most delicious, prestigious wine on the planet and tell them that it's water. They will drink it and go, bleh, because they were expecting something else. So disgust, reactivity, resentment is what we meet our reality with if it's different than how the mind was visualizing it would turn out. However, letting go of expectations, freeing yourself of any need for a particular outcome is easier said than done. I can't tell you how many meditations I've been in where the facilitator would say something like, and if you encounter any thoughts, just let them go. If you've ever meditated and heard that instruction before, and not known what to do. It means you're human because nobody naturally knows how to let go of anything. And actually the process of trying to let go of something presses the mind against it and actually charges it with the energy, the strain of your need to let go, of your trying to make something happen, and becomes sometimes harder to even let go, knowing that we need to. Very few people actually teach the art of letting go properly. So I hope to do that in this episode. Before I do so, I should probably make a case for it, because this is the world of service, right? How do we let go of the outcomes that we want to create? When you're serving somebody, you have in mind a certain way you'd like it to go. Of course you do. That's what drives good service, this vision of improving the experience of the person that you're serving. 
if we let go of our attachment to these outcomes, we're lost at sea, right? We don't have any orientation point of how to show up for the people we want to help. And I understand if you're worried about your service game being poisoned by a certain apathy or laissez-faire attitude of like, hey, it's all good, however it turns out. No, it is not. We know that. (laughs) We have seen a lot of really bad outcomes, or at least unpleasant for our customers or clients, and unpleasant for us as a result. And we've reflected, if I had only taken this road, then perhaps we wouldn't have stumbled into the lava pit of them being really disappointed or upset. Because here's where you're juggling many torches. You're not only working with your own expectations of how you'd like things to go, you're also working with your customers. And anytime a customer is upset, it's usually fueled by an expectation not getting met. This defined almost every challenge of the fine dining world that I worked in for over a decade, I know restaurants that would actually hide their Michelin stars from the public. A Michelin star is like the most prestigious honoring a restaurant can get. They wouldn't let anybody know because their expectations would go up and therefore the propensity of misery found in their customers every time the slightest thing wasn't perfect. And that misery would knock on to the staff, and everybody there. No one wants to work like that. I've talked about working with expectations at length in previous episodes. I'll try and remember to link one of those in the show notes. But we're actually going to talk about working with our own expectations in this episode because they're just as big, if not bigger, of a factor. Because it's no longer a secret that service works better if you're happy doing it. And what did we say about expectations? They are the enemy of happiness. Maybe the absolute arch-nemesis Lex Luthor of happiness. So how do we let go of our expectations? Firstly, what's just an actual technique for it that works? And once we do, what kind of motivation to still crush it for our customers are we left with? Lots and lots. Don't worry. If you want, listen back, like way, way back to the early episodes of this podcast, back when I was more embarrassed about production quality and just generally how I structured what I was trying to teach. But let's let that go, shall we? (laughs) And check out the episode on karma yoga, which is not really the stretching kind of yoga. It's the mental yoga, the art of not requiring certain outcomes And we looked at the power of that in being able to actually truly serve, not just be happier serving. That was back when it took me like over an hour to explain things. So I'll save you the time from digging into it here and just say that it works. (laughs) And I'll tell you a really streamlined way to make this work. Firstly, to truly be non-attached to outcomes... That's what we're talking about here, non-attachment, meaning we aren't gripping on to how things are supposed to look when we help people. The letting go doesn't happen before the outcome occurs. The letting go happens once the outcome occurs. So for example, 
go into any service encounter with the most wholesome and positive of outcomes in mind. They're going to be happy. They're going to feel cared for. Whatever inspires your showing up process. It could be way over the top. It could be, they're going to want to tell all their friends how wonderfully caring I am. You're not letting go of the outcomes you're setting up in your mind. Because those are powerful service tools. You could listen to episodes where I get really into setting yourself up by visualizing these outcomes. And doing so will more likely fertilize a desirable one. The letting go needs to happen once the outcome occurs, especially if the outcome is dramatically different than what you had in mind. And usually it'll at least be a little bit different, right? Like maybe you're envisioning that your customer is going to be doing backflips of joy and telling you how helpful and amazing you've been. And all they give you is, thanks, that was helpful, bye. That's the point where you let go of your exact picture of what that outcome should have looked like. Another good word for this would be adaptation. You're adapting your mind to the results that were put in front of you. If this sounds challenging, I absolutely understand because it requires a certain nimbleness and it demands a lot more of us than simply not giving a crap in the first place. Some of you might be hearing this thinking, oh, wouldn't it just be easier to like just not care how anything goes? <laughs> yes, it certainly would. But you're actually probably going to suffer a lot more like that. Almost as much as your customers will, actually, because not caring how things go, it's a farce anyway. Every human being is capable of getting triggered by an unpleasant outcome, people yelling at them, and in pretending like it doesn't affect you at all, you'll actually ice yourself out from the rewards and riches of wisdom that it can give you when you learn how to meet those experiences. And by the same token, nothing that goes well will receive due celebration and give you the emotional payoffs that it can. Plus, in not caring, there won't be an investment of energy into it so that you can use those wins to feed growth once again. A sign of, hey, I did this well, let's repeat it. If you don't care about outcomes, that doesn't mean anything to you, right? So not caring about outcomes means there's no growth. And when there's no growth, there is no happiness or fulfillment. Trust me. So yeah, get fired up for good outcomes. Even if they're not fully reliable outcomes. To all my service superheroes out there who say they're in this business because they love making people happy, I have often said, well, you're in the wrong business. Because A, we can't control the emotions of others. We can't make anyone feel anything. And B, the best service in the world doesn't necessarily produce a happiness response. There are many other emotions that define a successful encounter. There are customers that have been helped to the fullest potential of helping someone that will remain angry because that is the choice that they make. That is their drug of choice. And if your goal was to make them happy and they remained angry... The only punishment for not getting that result will come from you, punishing yourself or your employer if they don't get the situation. But even them lashing you 
doesn't have to feel like a failure if you're able to adjust to the outcome that presented itself. Okay, so how do we do this as cleanly as possible? I'm going to start by saying something kind of trippy. If you want to let go of something, that is desiring an outcome. So wanting to let go of outcomes is a desired outcome. So you can't even be attached to that outcome. I know, I know. Bear with me here. What I'm saying here is focus on the process of letting go and not the outcome. Have the outcome in mind, but hang all of your energy on showing up to the process. It may or may not work. You can't tell yourself to feel a certain way. You could only create an invitation. So let's say you had an outcome in mind of a happy and even grateful customer. All of that is absolutely fine. Let's say you've used one of the practices that I've shared with you on this show. There are episodes that are solely guided practices. You can dig through and find a visualization practice that you can do before a service. There are short intention-setting practices that you can do before any call. I encourage you to do that. It's not going to foster disappointment if you do this to adjust to the results. So every time you have an outcome that gives you this pinch of disappointment where it didn't go the way you had hoped, step number one, feel what you're feeling right now. Take slow, deep breaths to calm the mind and draw your awareness into the body and just feel the physical experience of disappointment. Your mind will continue telling you how disappointing it is, but that's not where your energy needs to go. Draw it into the body. Your mind's going to inflate the drama of the situation. You're looking for a neutral and almost clinical experience of your physical sensations of disappointment. It will be uncomfortable. As you run your awareness through the body, you can scan from the toes to the head, you will feel an unpleasant sensation, probably, in the chest. You might feel a heaviness. You might feel tightness. Some emotions will be flowering that you can name. And they're not the kinds of emotions you seek. That's okay. Just feel them. And in just feeling them, we are doing so with the spirit of seeing how much we can handle the feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just sensations. The mind's just spinning a story, some reality about how you failed to create the desired outcome, but we'll keep making feeling the feeling a priority. However, it's common in mindful practice to be like, don't worry about the mind. You know, it's like blah, 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 and super mean, and what a bully. Let's just focus on the physical sensations, and we will win. However, a key principle to letting go is honoring and appreciating what is occurring. What you resist persists, right? Same with what you ignore or what you attempt to trivialize. You do not need to trivialize your mind's sense of failure and act like it's irrelevant. That will often have the opposite effect Think back to any time that you tried to pretend something didn't matter, or you just told yourself, I just need to let this go and not let it bother me. What happened? It continued to bother you, probably even more so, because there was a need to be heard 
from inside of your psyche that was not given the attention that it was calling for. So what you have to do here is not indulge all of your thoughts and just be like, yeah, I know it's so horrible, right? That's also the usual impulse that makes things worse. Just meet your thoughts, touch them with an appreciation for what they're trying to tell you without believing them. So thank you, mind. I appreciate your enthusiasm for things going well and people being happy. Appreciate the sting that's felt when a customer doesn't open the gifts you give them, so to speak. Or some key item was missed that could have really helped them more, like, if only I had this piece of information when I needed it, then I would have known how to really make them happy, and a missed opportunity happened. All that stuff will be churning around. You don't have to believe that things are a tragedy, because that's your mind's story, but you can appreciate why it's telling that story. Because service is important to you. Acknowledge that. When you acknowledge the reason for the intensity and acknowledge it within a context of what's meaningful to you, this will help release that intensity and let it just sort of like air out, basically. That in combination with really feeling the feeling, really bringing your awareness into the feeling. So it's kind of twofold here. You're meeting your mind with understanding and appreciation, and you're meeting your body with understanding and appreciation. And that is automatically beginning the mechanics of the letting go process. And in fact, could be all you have to do. And you might be saying, wait a second, where's the actual letting go? This is the opposite. This is you high-fiving everything. Yeah, you're high-fiving without grabbing the hands and saying, no, stay here. Yeah, you're high-fiving your feelings and thoughts, and they're like, great, I got a high-five. Now I can move on. Yeah, it's how the mind works. It's like dealing with an actual person. Who would have thought you got to treat your mind like a person? Because in a sense, it is. It's at least a human intelligence that functions like one. So treat it like an adult, not an annoying toddler that you want to shut up. It's just going to grab some pots and pans and start banging them, right? So there is an additional step you can take, though. You can also, as you bring your awareness into the feeling experience, think to your body, I see you. You're bringing this intention into the body. You're letting it know that you see the feelings. You understand the feelings and that they can relax. You can think to them or just kind of affect this intention of you can relax. You're telling this to the body. You're not telling thoughts to relax. That's not going to work. Just trying to swat away thoughts with thoughts. You're telling the body it can relax. And when the body relaxes, the mind will follow. Think about it. When your body's revved up, your mind's racing, right? And vice versa. So give the body the opportunity to let go. Now, notice I said you can relax to the body, not please relax, or you must relax. It's just an open invitation. What are we doing here? Once again, not displaying any attachment to an outcome. Just the presentation of a desired outcome without any need for it to go a certain way. Fully respecting whatever it is that emotion 
wishes to do as it runs its course. Respect, understanding, being seen, sounds like a thing a customer wants, right? Well, treat your body and your mind like your favorite customer, and it'll give you a five-star review. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. You know, this is really funny. I feel like I don't have anything else I need to share. I think that covered it. Wow, I guess I should let go (laughs) of my need to continue educating and leaving you that to chew on. It is a small but, I think, profound reality that we can really benefit from as people serving and also, by the way, as people living life. I have a word that I've been rolling around now, and that is processional skills, meaning they're professional skills, but they're so valuable and so fundamental that they carry over into our personal life too. And I think if you keep an eye out for those jewels of human growth, then it can make your work more meaningful because you know that planting seeds there is going to bear fruit in your entire life and vice versa. Your life becomes more meaningful because you know that the experiences you're having there and growing from there will be channeled into your work and the impact you make as a service professional. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Check out the website, www.serveconscious.com. Get on the mailing list. Oh, by the way, I would love some more reviews on iTunes. I don't quite have enough yet because I'll never have enough. So if you can get on there and leave an honest review, that'll be so helpful. And let me know specific ways that this podcast has helped your service life. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.